Welcome to season three of the Dr. B Show, sponsored by 111 Spa and Aesthetics, Get More Clicks Media, and Transforming Your Way to Success online course, powered by Borja Consulting Group. Hey guys, Dr. B here. Hopefully you get to enjoy my next episode of the Dr. B Show with the lovely Jalila Frazier. She is a CEO and founder of Frazier's Mathematics Solutions. We talk about her education, we talk about her experience, and then we also talk about how she uses creative ways to help students learn mathematics. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Hi, Dr. B here. Are you struggling to get rid of stubborn fat but don't want to have plastic surgery? 111 Spa and Aesthetics Non-Invasive Slimming Massage can help you get the body you always wanted. 111 Spa and Aesthetics can also help you when it comes to cellulite treatments and body contouring massage. 111 Spa and Aesthetics offers a full range of skincare services, including facials, acne, scar treatments, skin tightening, microdermaspiration, and more. 111 Spa and Aesthetics are trained professionals with extensive skincare experience and utilize only the best equipment possible. For more information, please visit their website at www.111aesthetics.com. That's one O N E eleven. E-L-E-V-E-N SpaAesthetics.com Located at 10 East Munaki Road In Hackensack, New Jersey 07601 And to make an appointment Don't miss out 201-520-1777 201-520-1777 Spa and Aesthetics Hi everyone, welcome to the Dr. B Show I'm your host Dr. B In a Remote location, parts unknown. I'm with the great Jalila Frazier. Jalila, how are you? Hi, good morning. I'm well. How are you? Doing great, doing great. You know, uh, I'm excited. These are one of the last uh, recordings of the Dr. B show before it goes into post-production. So very excited about that. So <laughs> so let's, uh, let's dive right into it. So tell everyone about yourself. So... One, thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, I think this is my second podcast, but this is my first virtual. So definitely will remember this. Um, About myself, my name is Jalila and I am a passionate math educator uh, trying to create pipelines of students that aren't afraid of math so that we can continue to have generational wealth and, and be able to prosper and have a command of mathematics and not be afraid of it. And I do that in so many different ways, whether it's through my personal journey or through my journey with my business um, as an entrepreneur and CEO of my own company. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So what made you start um, Frazier's Mathematics Solutions? Tell me, I always like to hear, like, is, was it, um, you know, I, yesterday I had a, I had someone and it was because of a result of an, event, of an event, right? She was downsized and then she kind of reinvented herself. I like to hear, I love to hear the different stories. So for, for me, yeah, I just, I, I just had, I got to a point where I peaked at my organization and then I had to take the next step, which is, you know, the entrepreneurship, right? So I would love to hear your story. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's funny because as human beings, we get to the ceiling and it's like, Although you're tired, you want to do more, you know what I mean? Like your brain is always wanting you to do more. And I think that's the awesome thing. Um, I guess similar to you, 
I peaked, but not necessarily at my organization. I peaked at um, working with adults. So I was the youngest supervisor um, of mathematics in my former school district. And with that came a lot of new things, um, great things as well as challenges. But the one thing that I missed as a supervisor of mathematics is working directly with children. Um, for four years, I was a, a math physics teacher. But then when I became the supervisor of math, I was responsible for teachers and making sure that they had the appropriate curriculum and professional development and all the things to, to keep their uh, pedagogy afloat. And with that, I wasn't as close connected with students. And so what I decided to do one year was create a STEAM summer program for students um, so that, again, we can create pipelines. But it was a little selfish for me because I just wanted to be around kids. Um, and it just kind of grew. I, I knew I always wanted a professional development company. I just didn't realize it was going to come this soon. And God was going to bless me with the right tools to make it happen. So two years, I had a STEAM summer program and only operated in the summer. And then the pandemic came. So for the two years uh, during the pandemic, or maybe it was 10 years, because it feels like 10 years for this pandemic. Um, for, those two, <laughs> for those two years during the pandemic, I rebranded the organization, uh, built a lot of things around making sure that I supported not just students, but adults. So uh, educators, parents, um, and when I say educators, I mean the principals of schools, math coaches, math teachers, so that we can kind of have a bubble around students and ensure that it's not just their heavy lifting. It's everyone around us to, to make sure that they feel good about mathematics and not have that fear and, and that anxiety. So, you know, and it's blossomed. And now I'm so excited to say that the company is growing, it's scaling. Um, we are in so many different school districts, so many different, um, you know, places and being able to spread the message, spread what we know, what's good for children. Amazing news. I always like to hear stories of folks, you know, blossoming. Um, amazing. So how was your experience? And I think I did some research on you, right? Whether it's at Cicely Tyson or even at the East Orange School District here in Jersey, kind of help you. How does how that experience kind of translate or help you craft you to, you know, the entrepreneur you are today? Yeah, um, I think the ability to delegate the ability to understand micro and macro uh, pieces within an organization. Allow, um, that's what kind. That's what I learned definitely as a supervisor in Eastern School District. I would say prior to me being a supervisor, I was a curriculum writer. So I understood the granular level of what it means to be task orientated. And then when I became the supervisor of math, I recognized that I had to lead people and leading people meant, you know, you have to understand the psychology of people and understand when to give and pull and when to make an executive decision versus when to allow that, you know, democratic conversation. And I, I guess within those spaces, I developed my kind of, of niche and, and kind of like an orchestra and how am I doing this and how am I doing that? So as I transferred 
these skills into the business, um, I can clearly see how all the skills that I've learned as a supervisor has has definitely helped. Um, I'm learning a lot more because I didn't major in business. So, you know, some things like understanding your profit net loss and your margins and all of those things like i'm still learning exciting things gross profit cost of goods all that jazz (laughs) and you would think because you know my major is mathematics that it would come so easy the math of it comes easy but not when to apply it right not okay Right. And those things I'm, i'm definitely learning and taking it all in but again the micro and the macro piece of running a business, I think I was definitely prepared from my my, my previous experience. Nice, nice. No, I appreciate it. No, of course. How has COVID uh, kind of threw a curve, curveball at all of us, right? How did it throw a curveball at you, you know, doing your stuff on site versus online or were you able to pivot? Can you kind of expand on that? Yeah, I was definitely able, able to pivot. I think one thing about me, I've always been a creative. I've always been like innovative when it came to challenges. Um, and I think because my mathematical abilities, like I see problems as something to like get through. Right. And so for COVID, it was all right. How do we become nimble? What do we do to ensure that the company still lasts? Like, you know, companies don't last after before five years you know, they shut down. I'm happy to say that June 26th of this year will be my five-year anniversary and I'm going to celebrate big. So just being able to understand how do we use the tools like the Zoom and all these different things to still be able to get district contracts and school contracts. um, We were able to do that. And and I think now the challenge is, hey, how do we get back into in-person you know what I mean? Because we're so comfy now. Exactly. exactly. In Working spaces. our pajamas or at least Zoom attire. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, it's impacted in a good way. I would I would say that's one thing about COVID with with my business. Right, great. I'm glad it did. Glad it has at least you were able to pivot and, and still thrive despite the challenges. Right. So do you want to promote your product or services to your target audience, but don't know how? Do you struggle with social media marketing and management? Do you have challenges of lead generation for your business online? Well, look no further. Get more clicks. Media helps with SMS, MMS, and email marketing. Also, social media marketing and management, video marketing, lead generation, brand recognition, SEO, e-commerce, and website development. For more information, please visit getmoreclicksmedia.com. That's getmoreclicksmedia.com. I did some research. I know you're obviously not in Jersey anymore, but I know like NJ student learning standards revise usually every five years. So the mm-hmm. next vision, I think it's coming up. So like what, what's your opinion? What do you think should be instilled into the classroom? Is it financial literacy more? Is it, I don't know, you, mm-hmm. you're the expert. So what, what do you think <laughs> you instill when it comes to when it comes to that? Revision is such a tricky word because prior to NJSLS, Common Core was there, right? But the only thing that changed from Common Core to NJSLS was like little buzzwords. Like if you look at the K to 12 standards, you'll see like line by line, which word changed or which word was omitted, but the essence of the standard was still there. I would say a big overhaul happened from 
it was called NJCCCS to Common Core. Like that was the big overhaul. And that was like 2008. So yeah, I think we're due, we're overdue some, some changes. Um, I will say when it comes to standards and, and the impact that my company has with assisting with that type of transition, um, we were fortunate enough to work with a, a very known um, and respected organization in the education space um, called Achieve the Core. And with Achieve the Core, they were tasked to decide or, or help dwindle down which standards Common Core um, that students should focus on after the pandemic, right? So we had to say, hey, this standard is extremely important. We, we're gonna prioritize this standard. Hey, this standard right here probably isn't as important. Let's reduce the amount of time students spend on it. Or maybe this standard is important, but for this year, let's just eliminate it altogether because this does not help students get to where they need to be post-pandemic. And the goal is to try to catch them up and close, you know, the gaps that got widened. So myself and my director of curriculum, we were the author of that particular document. And then that document was then shared to schools, districts nationwide. And so many schools and districts took those recommendations and uh, used that within their curriculum, within their guidance. But as we were making those decisions about the standards, it was important to, to note that this can be the beginning of how we look at the standards and how important this standard is versus that. So bringing it full circle to kind of, you know, answer your question, do I feel like, you know, it should be revised and, and what should be included in the next revision? I think we've done a lot of groundwork already in terms of which standards are extremely important. Um, and so I do think some of the things that we've made recommendations for would be a great foundation for us to start on a nation, um, nationwide level. How do we, you know, incorporate these standards into curriculum documents? Love it. So basically, groundwork's already there. Just a matter of continuing to implement them in, into Absolutely. the school districts throughout the throughout the state. Absolutely. Uh, and maybe throughout that country eventually, right? Hopefully you're, mm -hmm. you're thinking nationally, right? So it's good. Well, right. amazing, amazing. I mean, it, it is a national organization. So not only does New Jersey make those recommendations, North Carolina took those mm -hmm. recommendations, exactly. California take, took those recommendations and used that within their, you know, local curricula. So yeah. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So what are you doing to make math, math fun uh, for, for students? <laughs> oh, we do a lot. Um, during the school year, we actually don't uh, work directly with students because we think it's important to support educators. So we work with the principals, we work with math teachers. So like for 10 months, it's all about them. But during the summer is when we pull out all the stops for students. Um, so we work with um, uh cities, so uh, municipalities, Department of Recreations, and so forth. And we create curricula and provide students with authentic STEAM experiences. So very similar to my first two years in business when I created a STEAM summer program. Now it's grown to be able to support other localities um, 
and, and using the awesome thing. So they go on trips to um, New York City. They go to the Museum of Mathematics. They learn about graph theory. They learn about um, so many different cool things. And then we do STEM labs with them um, and it's challenges. They learn how, you know, the scientific method, they learn how to conduct an experiment. They learn so many different cool things and, and, and they learn perseverance. And then they do 3D printing. So I remember one year was super, super cool. It was definitely the year when Black Panther was big yeah. and we try to make a lot of the things culturally relevant. So they 3D printed their own um, faces. Like we had them scan their heads, their faces, and then they made their own action figures. And so they were so proud of their action figures because it represented them, them, like it was them. Um, and it was just like a, a great backdrop to the movement of Black Panther and, and everything that was happening. Um, we do a lot of things like, so we'll work with, let's say Sigma Beta Club and we do a STEM lab called Bungie Bat Batman and they learn the mathematics behind bungee jumping and they have to create a simulation to make sure Batman doesn't die, um, you know, with physical objects and so forth. So we literally try our best to make things hands-on, um, but bringing the math in the forefront so that they can see the benefit and you know why it's important. Because we always want to answer the question for students, well, why do I need this anyway? That's what all they always ask. And we try to answer that question in fun ways. That's awesome. That's, awesome. That's great. Keep Make it fun, right? So those are just yeah. standard paper <laughs> question answer, right? So I love it. I right. love it. Uh, I'm winding down. Last two questions. This has been a great interview, by the way. So what advice would you give parents to assist uh, children with their math? Um, we do this all the time. It's so fun. <laughs> um, so we work with school. So I told you during the school year, we work with adults, right? Um, we yeah. have something called the Math Institute for Parents. And the Institute, we're literally teaching parents mathematics for their student in their grade level so that they can help their child at home with math. We saw during the pandemic, um, the parents actually became teachers. We probably need to give a lot of them an honorary teaching certificate because they under, like they knew that they had to help their kids with, with homework. But it becomes frustrating for parents, especially when they consider this the new math. So when I say, when we say tips for, for parents, we one, teach parents the right questions questions to ask their child when their child gets stuck, right? Um, because sometimes your child may just need like a jolt um, or something to refresh their memory. And so we, we layer teaching math to parents with these questions on how to ask their students so that their, their child can get back into the groove. But then we also teach parents math because we want them to feel confident that they can work directly with their child and they don't have to feel like, well, I don't know this answer. You know what I mean? Like they're in this journey together. So I would say overall, my, my tip for parents, if I were to give one tip is to make sure that you have a growth mindset with your child and have um, positive conversations in mathematics. So instead of saying something like, yeah, I was never really good at math or 
you know, I don't know, go ask your father, <laughs> something like that. You know, try to change the, the, the conversation and say, hey, I don't really understand it, but hey, let's see what we can do together to figure it out. Because that releases a lot of tension and anxiety that the student may already have. Um, math can be challenging for a lot of people. And when things are challenging, sometimes, you know, the path of least resistance is to give up. But we don't want that to happen because we don't see a lot of black and brown, um, you know, faces in, in these STEM fields. And I'm just tired of being in this space. Um, and it's not a lot of me that, that whether it's female, whether it's, you know, African-American, Latino students, like we're not there the way we should be. And it's not because we don't have the aptitude. It's because we don't have, you know, people to say, hey, you can do it or, or examples of it. So I think it starts at home with parents and making sure that their child knows that they're in this together and that they can be very successful in math if they continue to, be, to persevere. So love it. Love it. Love the conversation. Great advice um, as far as growth. And I, I tend to do that with my daughter. So I guess I'm in the right direction. So as far Yay. as growth and being positive, that's great. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you so much. Where can people find you? How can people contact you if they're interested in learning more about your services oh, or your organizations? This is a shout out time. Yes. Yeah. You know, I always want to do that. Hey, find me at. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you can definitely find me um, on Instagram, F underscore M underscore solutions. Same tag on Twitter. I'm on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, it's spelled all the way out, Frazier's Mathematics Solutions. And then my website, you can find me at www.fmsolutions.site. And you'll be able to find all the awesome things that we do to support and create that pipeline of um, amazing learners in mathematics. Thank you so much, Dalila. Thank you so much for being on my show. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Jalila Fraser, everybody. Take care. Has the pandemic changed the way you prospect today? Do you struggle prospecting for new leads for your business? Do you have challenges and don't have a process when networking at an event either virtually or online? Well, look no further. Borja Consulting Group's Transforming Your Way to Success online course is a solution. In this eight-week intensive course, you will go from networking novice to networking guru as a bonus, bonus, bonus. Two coaching sessions with Dr. Jairo Borja himself are now included in the course. Don't miss this amazing opportunity to transform your pipeline, increase quality leads, close more deals, and transform your way to success. For more information, please visit our website, www.borjaconsultinggroup.com. That's www.borjaconsultinggroup.com. Dr. B here. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode with Jalila Frazier, CEO of Frazier's Mathematics Solutions, especially for those who love math or at least want to help inspire or aspire your children to do so. It was fun recording with her. All my episodes are fun. All my guests are amazing. And if you're still struggling with leads, still struggling with the process, still str struggling with prospecting, buy the course, buy the course, transforming your way to success. BorhaConsultantGroup.com, BorhaConsultantGroup.com. Dr. B, top guy, out. <laughs>